Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Steve Conroy and me, Lindsay Heron. And in this episode, we're also joined by former Grade 1 referee, Des Roach. Welcome to the show, Des. Thanks, Lindsay. Happy to join you and Steve. Excellent. Thanks for joining us tonight. Listen, I tell you what, fellas, another action-packed midweek in the Premiership. Plenty of goals, to be fair, and uh, plenty of good goals, to be fair, but some excellent refereeing decisions to discuss as well. <laughs> yes, yes. And hopefully we'll discuss most of the excellent refereeing decisions. Listen, let's not uh, mess around. Let's go to the big one. And that was the, the Aberdeen Celtic game, guys, up at Putaudry. Quite an amazing match, actually. Aberdeen getting back into the mm-hmm. 2-2. And then virtually within 60 seconds, uh, Celtic got the park and score. A lot of controversy about this goal, Steve and Des. The Aberdeen manager in particular claiming there were two incidents uh, against his team. What was your take on it all, Steve? I'm glad I wasn't reffing that one. Yeah, the the offside and then then the obstruction. Um, to be honest with you, the, the angles that I've seen for the, the offside, I think it's very close and we keep coming back to, to talking about VAR. But going from what I saw, the angles that I, I, I saw from it, I wouldn't have given offside for that. But and you come back to the the obstruction again. I'm I'm so glad I wasn't I wasn't doing that. But there's there's different ways of looking on that one because it's you know it's thumped back into the uh, into the box. You've got to be somewhere. You can't disappear. You've you've got to be somewhere in the area. But looking at that, I think it probably and, and this it's, it's got nothing to do with intention and whether you meant to obstruct them. I, th- I think it probably was an obstruction. But Again, looking at it on the, the telly, I'm not entirely convinced that the, the ref would have been looking straight in on that. But again, we're, we're talking about VAR all the time. But my understanding of it is I don't think the offside itself is something that you would review, but the obstruction would be something that you would review. Ah, I see. Des, what was your take on it? Did you get a chance to look at the incident we're talking about? Obviously, Jota fired the ball into the net uh, after Abada had been in that perhaps offside position and then seemingly, you know, encroaching in, on David Bates. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very much with Steve on that. I think the initial offside, I can't remember from the top of my head, who was playing right back. That was a, a really, really tight call. I wouldn't I wouldn't be expecting uh, an assistant or referee to make that as a, as a call. Ralston always attacks the ball very, very aggressively to get the ball back into the penalty area to keep the momentum of the attack going. And I know Steve's saying there that a bad eye, you would expect him to, to be in that penalty area for there. But for me, personally, yeah, he unintentionally locks Bates. Uh, and Blake's base is very close to making the tackle. So for me, Celtic get the advantage from him being in that position to make the blockage. But I, I do understand that in the course of play and the passage of play, should the bad be out the road? Is it his, is it his job to get out the road? Is it more the Aberdeen defender to make a different movement? I think it all happens very, very quickly. But on the on the balance of play and on the balance of justice here, I would be I'd be quite happy to go with the uh, offside through unintentional unintentional blockage of play but I wouldn't allow the goal. Ah, that's interesting, because I don't know if you saw it, lads, but uh, Dermot Gallagher was doing his thing on Sky this morning as usual, and he said it was a goal. So uh, it just shows you the disparity of thoughts here and, and opinions. Absolutely. We, we've said it. How many times have we said it? It's all it's subjective. Even if you were to review it on, on VAR, and I know we keep saying it's, it's something that we desperately need, and, and we do, whether he's obstructing or whether he's not, that's that's a matter of opinion. There's there's you know there's there's no blood test for obstruction. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, so even then, if if you're reviewing it on far, if I'm looking at it, I'd be saying, oh bloody hell, what do, <laughs> what do we call on that one? Yeah, it's it's an opinion. So in in my opinion, I think it probably was obstruction. Later that night, I mean, would you maybe watch the the highlights of the game after you've come home and uh, torture yourself to see if you've made the right call? Under no circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not on the night. Definitely not. How about you, Des? Were you a, uh, were you a video review man yourself at that time? 
some of the some of the Catwoman games I done. I don't know if Beric had their own TV channel at that point or Clyde, <laughs> but I, I would probably be the same. I would try to I would try to knock it out, knock it out of my head or not discuss it with the family. But you know, in the back of your mind, you want to see it, and there's maybe people sending you clips and stuff. But I would try not to. But I'm the very different. I would I would probably have a wee look just for my own my own sanity on it, and then try not let it ruin my Sunday all day as well. But um, yeah, it was very tight. I think it's. It's one of those ones where you would maybe get 50% of referees agreeing with the decision and 50% disagreeing it. But Steve quite rightly said, refereeing is subjective, it's not objective. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the personal choice and the personal decision making. And ultimately that's what get referees covered up line by they getting more right than they get wrong. The thing about this is, um, it was a clinching goal, Steve, you know, mm-hmm. so it gave Celtic the victory they, 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 they wanted. And this is such a tight title race. I mean, a decision like that might ultimately prove decisive. No, I don't think so. Um, a, a one-off, but and, and people always bang on about how many penalties Rangers and Celtic get. They, they get more penalties than everybody else because they're attacking more than the, mm. than everybody else. Yeah. So it's more, much more likely that Celtic and Rangers will get decisions like that because they're attacking more often. But you, you don't win a league or get relegated on one one decision. But you would you would hope you don't get too many <laughs> tight calls like that. <laughs> what well, I mean, you know, yeah. Willie Collum, um, what would what would Willie be thinking about it? Would he be, because obviously he can't ignore it. He can't, it's, it's all over TV. It's all over mm-hmm. social media. It's all over newspapers. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I, when I say I, I wouldn't view it on the night, I wouldn't view it on the night. Um, but I'd damn well be looking at it plenty of times uh, afterwards. So I've, without a shadow of a doubt, he's, he's looked at it. I, I don't know Willie enough to, uh, to think what he would, uh, what he's... Uh, thoughts would be on it uh, after the game but without a shadow of a doubt he's looked at it and he's formed his, uh, his own opinion on it The same for you Des you said you didn't look look at videos too often but I suppose that referees are only human they're going to have to look back and say oh Christ did I get that one wrong? I think that you'll, you'll go with your gut instinct in the first instance and then when you look it back I would still like to think unless it was a, a colossal error and you think oh wow why am I the only person in a stadium that hasn't seen it I think if, if, it's a, if it's a 50 50, I think you can live with your own judgment at that point. Uh, unless it's something that's clear and obviously wrong, I think you can live with your own conscience at that point. If it is, then you've just got, if you have got it wrong, then you've just got to put your hand up and say, well, do you know what? Yeah. But as Steve alluded to, one goal offside against Aberdeen or one goal onside against Aberdeen, when you take in the course of a season and how many different games you play, managers could often bring it up and say, if I had that two extra points from a draw, it could have been a win. That's not what gets you relegated or that's not what loses your job. It's a it's an accumulation of factors and accumulation of results that managers and players have got to look at and it's very easy and very um very passive on to pass it on to, to someone else, uh, in particular around this time of year. We spoke before, Steve, about Kevin Clancy's performance up at Aberdeen. He came under a lot of scrutiny for that particular match. Do you know what the normal process is? Will he have been spoken to or, or debriefed, if you like, by the SFA, and the, the SFA by, by this time on that game? Willie from last night? No, uh, Stevie. Uh, sorry, Kevin Clancy from oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. He'll have had the discussion with the observer uh, immediately after the game. Mm. Um, and if there's anything obvious, it'll be brought up or discussed at that point. But they will... Unless nothing happens in a game, there will be a, a telephone call during the week as well, usually the day after or maybe two days after, where they, they will go in uh, in great depth, and some of them in huge depth, about what's going on in the game. So yes, he's he's had his debriefing, he's had his dis- uh, discussion by now. And that the same that will happen to Willie this week, of course, in the same way? Yeah, same process. He'll have had a word with the, the observer after the game and I would imagine he's probably had the phone call either already or later on tonight. I mean, you've spoken before about, about you know, the governing body not really 
supporting referees as much as they should. Do you think there should be a forum where, you know, regularly Crawford Allen or somebody else comes out and says, okay, we've had a tough week or we've had a good week. This is what's happened. That's what's happened. And explains things a little bit better. Personally, I do. Um, but I, I, again, as, as we said before, I, I wouldn't be doing anything immediately post-match. Nobody's interested. All they want to do is slaughter you. So there's, <laughs> there's no point in coming out and explaining anything immediately post-match. But yeah, if, if I was... You know, if, if I was uh, leading any kind of organisation like that, I'd be wanting to come out and back my uh, back my guys. And even if uh, I thought that any mistakes had been made, we're, we're only human, people make mistakes. So come out and say, right, we got that one wrong. Here's what we think went wrong that got us to, to make uh, a wrong decision. Because, yeah, we, we, we're all going to make mistakes. But I, I do think that, that we don't get nearly enough backup as we should. Just looking at the other incidents in that match, Des, I mean, uh, I think Celtic actually have got a case for Scott Brown impeding one of the, the Celtic players at their first goal, I think it is, when it comes over for Ramirez. I think there's a bit of cute play there by Scott. But, I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, you, you, you need eyes in the back of your head at times, don't you? Yeah, I think also the Ramirez goal, Ramirez is coming back from being in a deep position within the penalty area. And if you look at the amount of players that's actually in front of the goalkeeper... I think they've got lucky that it's been a deflection, and I just I think from from the assistant referee's point of view, looking across, I just think there was too many people. However, he's standing in a red strip, so he should have been able to see it. But <laughs> um, he should have been able to see it. But again, those are the decisions that sometimes they go for you, sometimes they go against you. I actually thought um, myself it was offside and it was no goal because again, as I alluded to the Abada one, he's gained the advantage by being there in the first place. If he hadn't been offside and he's came back that a little bit later would he have arrived at the same places at the same time as the ball arriving there? I think it's clearly offside at the first pass. And then down the road in Glasgow, Rangers are playing Hibs. Nothing too major in that one, but mm-hmm. Sean Maloney immediately after the game, very unhappy with a, what he thought was a clear penalty in his view. A challenge by Calvin Bassey on Ryan Porteous just got into the box when Rangers won, won up at the time. I must confess, I don't remember seeing it in live play but I went back and had a look at it and there is a coming together but I don't know if you guys have seen that one I have to say I haven't seen it I, I'm the same as you I, I wasn't actually aware of, of, of anything and I've tried to find clips and, and have uh, have a view on it I haven't seen anything which makes you think that not too many media people out there have, uh, have thought that it was anything hugely wrong in it so no I, I didn't see it so yeah. I'm yeah, doing I a venger I, No I agree um, I watched the I watched the highlights through I've seen Sean Maloney's comments on it I went back through it to see if it's something that I've missed. Certainly nothing that was there. It was only Sean Maloney that put it up and saying that Portis was very unhappy about it. But it's probably the first time Portis is unhappy about a penalty that he's not given away any other season. And in Maloney, I think, I alluded I this earlier to, to a colleague, that Sean Maloney's under a lot of pressure at this moment in time. He's went the last six games without a win and he's still coming, on to, he's still coming into the media saying that he expects Hibernian to be in the top four so it'd be interesting to see don't get me wrong Sean Maloney is very articulate he's very clever he uh, has got a wealth of experience as a player and obviously operating at the highest levels in international football but I don't think he's ever experienced pressure like this for his first job and I think he's been allowed he's afforded a little bit more settling in time because certainly Jack Ross I don't remember him going six games without a, without a win well, to be fair, I think that little run just before he was dismissed, I think it was maybe seven games actually, Des, to be honest. Which but, as much as that. Yeah. Right. But um, no, but I, I know what you mean. I think Jack was maybe cuter in terms of the way he handled the media, but 
Sean's in a couple in the last uh, few days. <laughs> he upsets at Mirren, I think, at the weekend. by saying they should have beaten them 5 nothing when they lost 1-0. So, listen, I guess it happens to you guys as well. You know, you've covered a game and the manager will come out and try and deflect from his own side's defeat. Oh, of course you will. Um, and it's, <laughs> that's, that's only natural. We, um, we had the, the discussion earlier on and... Des has got a much more, uh, much more fancy phrase for it. But you're you're going to you're going to try and deflect attention away from maybe your own your own failings, um, <laughs> and that's maybe it's just a it's a bad rub of the green. But he's he's got to try and deflect. He's got to say that it's somebody else's fault, not him. But I, I'm I'm with Des. I never had any bother with with, with Sean Maloney. He is, he's he's clever. He's articulate, and he never gave you a minute's bother. The one thing I wanted to look at, guys, we talked before about that Aberdeen Rangers match when Lewis Ferguson goes up to take the penalty and the ball blows off the spot, but he manages to keep his cool and stick the ball in the net. Down at Paisley last night, St Johnson are playing, Callum Hendry scores, but the ball's blown off the spot and the referee orders a retake. What happened there? I'm going to let Des answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Des. Yes, I, I, I know, I know. Cheers. Thanks, Steve. Uh, David, David Dickinson is a, a very good young up-and-coming referee who's who's making his way in the game. Personally, for me, I don't understand why that was made as a retake. Watching the angle that they showed you for, from the from the replay was from behind the goal, so it was slightly obscured that you couldn't see it in the slow motion. But on the real-time play that the BBC showed, if there was any movement, it was very, very slight. And was, again, there's the consistencies and inconsistencies that happened with Lewis Ferguson and happened again there. It's a referee's interpretation. I'm just glad that the St. Johnson player was able to regain his composure and hit as equally good as a penalty and, and St. Johnson weren't penalised for, for not having it because it was clearly a foul by um, uh, Marcus Fraser on Middleton getting into the box. And I actually think Middleton was, was very cute. He, he felt that he was running away from Fraser. He got himself into the penalty area. He felt the pull in his jersey, which is clear and obvious for everyone to see. But he then cuts across Fraser, so they create the contact and it's almost a, a, double, it's a double contact. So there was no... There was no dispute or anything about the penalty. And I think it would have been harsh if, if they lost that goal by a, a, minute, a minute movement of the ball. Well, that's right. I mean, you'd be quite unequivocal, Steve, with the Ferguson one. That You know, there's no reason to t- to order a retake. So, Yep, no, same with this one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't see why it was given as a retake. And none of us are perfect. That We'll all, you know, we'll, we'll all do things that we, we, we wish we hadn't in a, in a game. And as Des said, he's, he's a young up-and-coming guy. Hopefully he'll learn from it and he'll dust himself down and get on with it. Um, but I, I think, same as Des said, I think the second penalty was better than the first. Well, so you know, thankfully, uh, at the end of it, it, it all worked out okay. I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, we put it the, diff- the other side, didn't we? It's he? a great penalty. <laughs> That's like me at the fives. Whoa, I need to come and watch that then. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 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 you're lying to me. <laughs> And just looking at that uh, same game, guys, the, there was a penalty incident for um, St Mirren. The St Johnson manager, Callum Davison, who's certainly beleaguered at the moment, was mm-hmm. most unhappy. What was your take on that one? Uh, well, he was certainly doing his dinger. And uh, I, I think he is in a very precarious position. So he's obviously got to try and fight his, fight his corner. I don't agree with a lot of the things that he, he said post-match, but I have to agree with his sentiment. I don't think that was a penalty. Uh, not, not a chance I, I didn't see any contact didn't, didn't see anything uh, so I think they were really hardly uh, hard done by Did you agree with that Des? Yeah so heartily unfortunately for me the St Mern striker he was going to take a ball that was lower than chest height he was dropping down to try and play it with his head to turn it round towards the goal um, the centre half you actually see he's, he's, his hand is on his chest so he's actually making himself smaller and his other hand is there for balance so for me if there was any physical contact as a minimum Certainly not, and it certainly gives them the impetus 
and compounding the pressure on Callum Johnson because he's just looking for, for anything he can get in the game at this moment in time. And I say I can't uh, can't disagree that his comments at the end were, were born of frustration and quite rightly so. So not a real not a really great night for for young David Dickinson. No, but hopefully one he'll learn by. Um, and you know, it's, it's it's very easy sitting here talking about mistakes that other people make, but we've we've all done them. But you do you learn by your mistakes, and that's not to say that he didn't have a good game overall. He had a couple of incidents in that. He's young, he'll learn, and we've we've all been in that position. You learn more from from the the small the small main the small major decisions you get wrong in ninety minutes than you do from just sailing through them. And see, I know David well. He's a young fit young guy, making his way through the game. And he'll go on from strength to strength from this, and I'm sure his confidence level will, will bounce straight back up. Let's let's dip into the championship and the, the ferocious Ayrshire derby last night between Kilmarnock and Air United. And uh, a bit of a flashpoint in that one, chaps. Uh, your old friend Kyle Lafferty, uh, someone you've come across in your career. I don't know if you've refereed him, Des, but he was involved in a, a contretemps, let's say, with uh, Aaron Muirhead. Most people felt that Muirhead might have been sent off, but uh, Kyle Lafferty made a real meal of it. Pretty much agree with uh, with what you've said there. And um, to begin with, it was pathetic, childish stuff. But I think Lafferty provoked the contact that there was. I think the air guy, there was enough in it that he, in my opinion, should have been sent off um, for the, you know, headbutts maybe a bit grand, but it, it was uh, contact with his head against uh, Lafferty's. But he made the most of it, let, let's be generous. I, I think his, his reaction to it was, was shocking. And... I know there wasn't a red card, but I, I, at the very least, Lafferty would, should have been cautioned for that. I think his reaction to it was absolutely appalling. He's got a bit of history for this one, Des. I don't know if you remember um game between Rangers and Aberdeen but about a decade ago and uh, Charlie Mulgrew and Kyle Lafferty were sort of face-to-face and sort of Charlie motioned towards him but didn't touch him and Kyle went down as if he'd been assassinated and Charlie was sent off. Yeah, no, I remember it well. It was over at the, over at the far side um, at Ibrooks. Uh, just to see what uh, Stephen said there, Kyle Lafferty is a, he's a wise old owl. He's been around the block a few times. In fact, he's been around Europe a few times. So he's you know that you're going to get that kind of reaction from him. If, you, if, you, if, if he provokes you, you know it's going to happen. The air boy, yeah, Steve said it was a coming together, all of them. And it was just Lafferty goading them in. Could it have been a red card? Yeah, I think I think it could have been. Uh, but again, Lafferty for the part that he played in it, he's got to be looking at a caution for for his uh, simulation, he's over theatrics. That is a difficulty that you've talked about before, Steve. You know, it's it's hard to know sometimes if players are at it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one I remember um, that I get caught was Hearts against uh, Falkirk. Darren Barr. Darren Barr. Um, I sent him off because from my angle, it was a it was a clear headbutt and it, it was against one of the Lithuanian Hearts players went down like a sack of tatties. I was convinced that he'd, he'd headbutted them, sent him off. And I think that's where my relationship with John Hughes uh, was formed. Um, <laughs> but I, I was happy to come out a day or two later and say I had called it wrong. I'm perfectly happy to admit that I, I had made a mistake. But they're, they're damn good at it. Um, and I think it's shameful that they, they will, and there's no other word for it, I think it's cheating, that they will cheat to get their fellow professionals sent off. But that's, you know, I, I was culpable. I called it wrong, so I, I made the mistake. Has it happened to you, Des? You had any bad experiences in that regard? I think you, you see the theatrics every week when someone goes down as if they've been being Polacks and they're taking three triple salcos and the first thing they're doing is they're turning looking back at you. But the whole crowd are up in up in arms and they're shouting and they're giving you all sorts of all sorts of abuse. Um, nothing as high profile as Steve had, but I, I just think that Steve used the correct word there. They are cheating. They're cheating you. 
they're cheating their fellow professionals and they're cheating the spectators who are watching but they're also cheating the young children who are watching them as well as their role models how many times have so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a PE teacher I'm a school teacher I've got kids in school who do the Ronaldo jump when he scores a goal etc but I've also got kids who take dives in PE and penalty and roll it round and the first thing they ask for a penalty knowing that they've never been hacked so it's a, it's a dreadful example for people to for people to be setting and they know that they're on television and if they're at a lower level if they're playing in a championship or, or League One then the chances of them being caught are far fewer for me I think I've avoided any any major ones but I certainly know when players are trying to pull the wool over your eyes and you're maybe taking a run by them and giving them a give them a really good talking to and if you do see it and it is clear for everyone to see then yeah there's no no hesitation in giving them a caution I suppose that, that it's a good uh, discussion point do you think that, that you know the authorities should clamp down harder on on retrospective action against these guys I would personally because mm. um, it, yeah it's it's cheating every bit as, as bad as anything that, that goes on the pitch I don't know what their uh, mechanism for, for doing it would be but yeah, I, I would be more than happy to pay for something to happen. And I've never been one for, um, and Des will know, I've been pulled up at meetings uh, plenty of times for saying you shouldn't be, you know, trial the sports scene. We've, met, we've done it before. But if it's, if it's to stop people cheating, then I'd be more than happy to, to have retrospective action. Absolutely. I think if you actually make the, the consequences of the actions of simulation more severe than... Uh, a red card for a, say a double yellow for two fouls. I think players would soon get the message that they're missing they're missing more games because hopefully the club would financial hit them in the pocket as well. Well, exactly. And in fact, just go back to that Lafferty Mulgrew one, Des. I seem to recall that Walter Smith actually fined him a couple of weeks' wages for that action, and he was made to make a sort of grovelling public apology. So, I suppose if you've got the right manager in charge, <laughs> you might get sorted out. Listen, lads, entertaining conversation as ever. Thanks for joining us, Des. See us next time on Get Involved Referee. Cheers. Thank you.